here we are, Livy's Corners, best picks of 2020 in, in film, in music, and in series. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything and saying this is my list and I... <laughs> I can kind of do what I want here. So buckle up, get your popcorn, get your drink. I don't know what your drink is. And let's get on into these, honey. I've been waiting for some of these movies. So let's get it. So before we get into my top 10 films of the year, I just want to say that we all know that 2020 was a beast. So I will also say that the shows, film, or music had to bring the noise. And I mean that. <laughs> Not many of my picks are blockbusters or crowd favorites, and there is a reason for that. I'm predicting that we as a society will be gravitating towards this type of content because I'm sorry to say that the old normal is just not coming back anytime soon. And I hate to break that to people, but... (sighs) So to keep up with changing times, not much is changing with... um, with music I know a lot of concerts were postponed and they're trying to work around that but when it comes to movies or streaming or movies and series a lot of them did opt to streaming formats so that's what a lot of my picks are um, derived from But again, like I said in my intro, there were some films that I just waited and waited on because I knew once I saw them that they would be in my top 10. So I had to wait for a minute. But before I kick off anything on this list, I do have to give special shout outs to a couple of performers and then as well as some honorable mentions that maybe could have been in the top 10 or were in the top 10 at the beginning of the year and then or you know earlier in the year but then as the heavy hitters started rolling out they kind of got bumped back and out of the top 10 spot so here we go with my honorable mentions the first one (laughs) Sonic the Hedgehog. I love that movie. I loved that movie. I actually felt for Sonic. I actually like could understand his his ways and, and why he was doing things. Like I really enjoyed 
I really enjoyed being a part of his world. And I, it was just fun. I thought the cast did well. But, honey, that was Jim Carrey's show. I, this is Jim Carrey matured, but still so goofy and funny and, like, witty and, and just that snap comedy like just that bam comedy you know he did so good and yeah like I I've watched this movie about 10 times <laughs> over the course of the year so um yeah it did get bumped out because like I said the heavy hitters came and it was just like bye Sonic but it's all good the next honorable mention is the Invisible Man Um, yeah, I wasn't expecting to like the film as much as I did, but who it is, it is not an easy watch, but you know, again, the, the cast, I had reviewed this film, um, earlier last year. So, um, the cast, the you know, the story, everything clicked. It did feel kind of long in some spots, but it still was a really, really good story that was really, really well executed. And it kind of kept you like guessing <laughs> until, you know, the big reveal happened. So it was really, really good. The next um, honorable mention is Borat subsequent movie film which is the sequel to Borat from was it the early 2000s now not everybody can come back after about 20 years and still be relevant (laughs) and still be funny as hell like I said you know Jim Carrey and Sonic he was able to do that because he can do that but so can Sasha Baron Cohen who he kills it (laughs) he kills it I was not expecting to laugh so hard at that movie but I did um (laughs) when it came out like I was just like what who how like just all of it ran through my head like how did this get made like It was so poignant and good. Like, I just, I wasn't expecting the movie to be as good as it was, but it was. It was amazing. Okay, and then my last honorable mention is Bill and Ted Face the Music. And again, this was a sequel, what, 30 years? I believe it's 30, yeah, 30 years in the making. Um... And when you have a good story, when you have a good cast, you can pull off a sequel that is decades in the making. And that's what you had here in Bill and Ted Faces Music. It was just, it was so good. (laughs) And I, again, I know that this film, like, it is well reviewed, but I also know that it's not making it onto many lists or anything like that, but... I loved that movie. I thought it was so good. And um, the whole 
I'm not giving much away because I, you know, I just kind of want, if you haven't seen it, I want you to go and see it. Um, I liked how they tied everything together and the ending was just so good. And I was just like, yeah, I'm down with this. Like, (laughs) I want to visit that world. It's so cool. So yes, that is my honorable mentions. And we're going to take a quick break. Of course, we got to pay these bills. And in our next a segment part two of Livy's best film list we will be getting into the films that are okay but then performances child best films of 2020 part two and in this segment um we're talking about films that were okay but were made tremendous by performances okay so these are the films that I'm not expecting to see too much award buzz about um there were just way too many issues um or misfires within within the film um but if we do see any awards buzz about these films it's going to be about or due to the performances of those films because damn so the first film that has been creeping onto a lot of um, top 10 lists. And I'm just like, "Mm, okay. Um, (laughs) Is The Sound of Metal. Um, Like I said, the film, it was good, okay? It was a good film. It was good. But it was not great. And it was not so good that it was going to make it onto my onto my official top 10 list. Um, but I have to give a shout out to Riz Ahmed Hunty. Listen, first off, he fine. First off, he is fine. <laughs> but bro can act. And he can act circles around folks, okay? This is a younger actor. Um, y'all might know him from Venom. He was the he was the villain in that. And then he was also in a show on HBO. Oh my gosh. I think it was like One Night or something like that. On This Night or something. But, oh. He, he did that there and he won I know I watched him win a glow a golden globe and an Emmy for that for that role so I was just like all right so it's only a matter of time before we see him in a major film um where he's bringing the heat and he did that here in the sound of metal it is one of the best 
performances hands down of the year this guy is the one that is going to he could pull those upsets against Chadwick Boseman I'm telling you and I can't sit here in good conscience and say that after seeing his performance that and this is hard for me to say this that Chadwick is going to walk away with anything um, he has um, and postures, posthumously so um, I think the Oscars are going to go Chadwick's way regardless but if there is an upset it is going to come from Riz Ahmed for the sound of metal it is just that type of performance Okay, so the next one on my list of performances is Aubrey Plaza in Black Bear. (laughs) This movie is a mind screw, okay? There's a lot going on here, and I'm just like, even now, I'm just like, so was it real? Was it fake? Like... (laughs) (laughs) So it's one of those movies. Um, Miss Aubrey, give her two years. Give her two years and you're going to see her on an Oscar stage as well. Um, I doubt she'll get nominated here. I mean, she does. It'll be for like independent film. Um, The independent film awards. Uh, yeah, I don't see her pulling through far enough to get an Oscar nomination. However, that performance, bitch, <laughs> is why I'm telling you, you're going to be seeing her. And if you don't know her, um, she's the, <laughs> the secretary from, uh, Parks and Recreation, Um, I love that she has gone into more dark comedy and, um, drama. She didn't go into, like, the lighthearted comedy stuff. Like, she went, she went and, like, refined herself. And now she has emerged. And, honey, whoa. Like, I'm just sitting here like, this girl is, whoa. So, yeah. Definitely check that one out. My third um, performance is from Carrie Mulligan in A Promising Young Woman. The only reason this film did not make it onto my top 10 was because there were to me what was going to happen. But here's where a brilliant performance will still have you gagging once it is completed, once the the film and arcs are completed. And Carrie was able to do that. Like, even though I knew, okay, this is going to go this way. Okay, this is going to go this way. This is going to go this way. Okay, what's going to, okay, something's going to trigger her to go this way. You know, it was predictable. But her performance, however, was not. Lady came through there and slayed it. She slayed it. 
I can't give her no boo-boos because she killed that stuff. Like, I just went, you know, at the end of it, like, I just rewatched it and I was, I had tears. I had tears at the end of it because I just was like, oh my God, girl, like, not that I've been sleeping on her because <laughs> I hadn't, like, she's one of those actresses that she just knew was there and you just, you know, you know, they there and you just like, all right, like none that she really was doing would really catch my attention you know the type of movie she would do like I was just like girl like I'm not gonna watch that um (laughs) this one however ma'am sirs she killed it I can't like I'm like you need to just watch the film just to watch her cause she there's a look I can tell you this She's walking down the street at the very beginning of the movie. Walking down the street. Okay, walking against traffic. On the side of the road. There's a sidewalk, but she's not walking on it. And she's barefoot, eating a hot dog. And I said, that's a bad bitch right there. And that just lets you know. That sets the tone for the entire movie. This girl, she does her own thing. It is, um, there are elements to the story that are very triggering for individuals um who have experienced sexual assault so that is i need to tell you that and you know i'm big on giving trigger warnings anyway so yeah there's that okay all right and the last film um or performance is by nicole bahari in miss juneteenth and oh this is my sweet heart performance and the thing about miss juneteenth is it was one of my top films and then like i said it just got bumped out and then it is one of my honorable mentions as well however it is nicole's performance that just cements this character and her story. And what I really loved about this film was that it wasn't torture and pain porn that we see so many um, black actresses have to play in order to get recognition and that did not happen here this was just a story about a black woman a black mother single mother pretty much um trying to make things happen for her daughter and And if you don't know nicole she was on um, sleepy hollow and then she got blacklisted y'all for being difficult because she got sick um and they refused to give her time off yeah that's and she literally had to like fight to get time off to try and get well um and she was blacklisted and so that was about seven years ago and she reemerges with this film and I'm here for it 
Nobody should have to fight to keep a job um, when they're sick. But you see that happening all the time, especially now. And so just her story as a human being is is a lot. And then you watch this film and you're like, oh my gosh, she's just the sweetheart performance of the year. Um, She is... I want to say, I know that she's on a lot of um, maybe ballots. So she's she's in the hunt. She's in the hunt. But I just don't know. You know what I mean? I'm pushing for her. I'm praying for her. But yeah. So that wraps up part two. And we're going to take a little break. <laughs> and then we're going to come back. And we're going to hit part three which is the top 10 for Livy of 2020. What's up, everybody? So, over here, Livy's Corner, you guys should know that I have been very blessed to be surrounded by individuals who love movies, TV shows, and music, and music, music, just like me. So, I'm always getting information all the time, and um, I knew about the Sex and the City reboot, but I kind of had shut off from it because I was just like, you know, I'm just going to roll with this and see how it goes. And my sisters just sent me the teaser trailer for the upcoming season of the Sex and the City reboot and how excited she is. And I am excited. I am. I Just trust me, I am. But <laughs> I know that Kim Cattrall... Um, as of now, is not going to be a part of the show. And I'm not going to get all into all that happened, but it was a hush, hush, sweet Charlotte or whatever happened to uh, Baby J kind of situation between <laughs> um, Sarah Jessica Parker and Kim Cattrall. Um, so they still brought performances that you know, elevated the show. It is one of the best shows ever. And, you know, they had two movies off of it um, as well. So this is very exciting. But there is a big part of me that is still very sad about Kim not being a part of the show as of yet. That might be something that would be a hell of a surprise. I would be so happy if she was she was actually like she wasn't my favorite she's my second favorite it went (laughs) Miranda Samantha and then unfortunately Carrie and Charlotte kind of (laughs) just just rounded things out for me but I always wanted to know what was going on with Miranda and Samantha um of course we're going to be knowing more about this new um, era of the show 
um, soon. We don't know a release date or anything like that, but it is going to be exclusively on HBO Max. You. Welcome to part three of Livy's top ten uh, films. Shout outs. Um, and this is actually the part where we talk about my actual picks for top ten. Um, I'm going to start with ten and then work our way down to one. Just, you know, build up the, the suspense and mystery. <laughs> so coming in at number ten is a film that critics hated 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 it i loved it and it is songbird um (laughs) i did not have a single critique about this film now i rated it as 4.5 out of 5 okay so it is the lowest scoring on this year's list the rest of my entries you have to have had um let's see here (laughs) yeah you had to have a 4.9 or higher to make it onto this list so this film coming in at 4.5 lets you know just how much I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the ride. Um, I think sometimes critics can be too critical. Um, and it does depend on how you rate. I am a writer that starts from five and then I dock points away. But I know that there are a lot of critics who start from zero and build off of that. So, yeah, that's not me. Um, it was just, it was just a good ride. It was a good Friday night movie, um, and kind of date night movie. And it was just, it was good. And I enjoyed it. Um, I think films that are simple in its message and delivery are the most potent. Um, I just feel like people were not... I think critics were not receptive to, you know, um, the style of the film and the subject matter. And I'm just like, guys, like, come on. You know, this is the first pandemic produced and directed and shot film. So <sighs> there were a lot of critics going, well, it's too soon to have this to have this type of movie about this topic. And it's like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, stop. So yes, number 10, Songbird. It's my jam. <laughs> Get into it if you have not. And then coming in at number nine um, is Betty Davis. Um, where'd you go? And I don't seek out to add documentaries to my best list. But just as Aretha Franklin's Amazing Grace did last year, Betty Davis, Where'd You Go is so damn good and 
moved and shimmied its way onto my top 10 list. I didn't even know about Betty nor her influence on now what is called quote-unquote mainstream music. This was a black woman who pioneered funk music. She was sexual, gorgeous, and righteous. And that kind of power in a black feminine musician is still a threat in music and other forms of art. So her doing this back in the 70s and 60s, Gosh, this is a must watch and I really want to see more of Betty. Oh my goodness. Um, I gave this film 4.8 snaps out of 5 and this is streaming on Amazon. So the number 8 position is held by the 40 year old version which was a recommendation recommendation that I got from a friend. If you have seen a movie and you want me to review it or you want me to check it out, just let me know. I will do that or try to do that if I have the means. And I have the means to watch this on a Saturday night. And uh, it was just so refreshing to see like a black woman shooting her narrative, writing her narrative, and her story of survival. Um, Again, it wasn't trauma porn. It was just, this is my life. This is my story, you know? And it was really, really good. Um, It is shot in black and white, um, which makes the viewer focus more on the story and her transformation it's just really a good movie i gave it 4.8 snaps out of five and it is streaming on netflix all right now we're up to number seven which is a tie (laughs) and it is a tie between ma rainey's black bottom in pieces of a woman a tie happens with me when a pair of films hit me the exact same way and the performances in both of these films were so stellar that I had to tie them both had both movies had some flaws in execution but like I said the performers rooted each story in a profound way thus them being ranked together Ma Rainey has one of the best ensemble casts of the year, led by Chadwick Boseman, whose performance outshines everybody, everybody, including Viola. And yes, she brought her heat here. And I really want to see a Ma Rainey biopic with her attached. And then Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of a Woman, just blew my mind away seriously even with the amazing support cast it is her visceral performance that just over (laughs) overdoes everybody there were pacing issues with both films like i said and that is reflecting in their scores but these really are films that upcoming actors should study because they took us all to school 
4.8 snaps out of 5. All right. Now, going forward. <laughs> Ooh, you had to keep a 5 out of 5 rating in order to make the top 6, guys. So, number 6. A love song for Latasha. Again, I don't seek out to attach documentaries or short films to my list. I just don't. I I just watch it and if it's cool, I'm going to add it. If it's not, then you know it's not getting added. A love song for Latasha, however, is a short film that encaptures the promise and destruction of a young life taken way too soon because of racism. And the fact that um, these type of atrocities are still occurring is, is beyond heartbreaking. With this film, however, even though the murder of Latasha is horrific unto itself, the way that this film is shot and grounded is just so poignant. There's a sequence of void animation that just made me cry. Just a stunning visual expression underwriting the narration of the murder of this young woman. She had dreams and goals. She was she was a human being, but she was black. And racism didn't care about any of that. That's why this short film made it onto my list. It's time all the stories be told. And so I just have to say great job to everyone involved. Five snaps out of five. Now, my rainy and pieces of a woman and a love song for Latasha are all streaming on Netflix. The number five entry is titled Nomadland. This is a silent, thunderous film that showcases the one and only Frances McDermott who gives an outstanding performance. So often we hear about male shoulder films and how these male actors can hold a movie for a long time like they can be there by themselves and we watch them (laughs) but we don't talk about the actresses who can do the same damn thing and Frances is one of those performers who can do that in this starkly gorgeous story of a woman being forced to live as a nomad due to our tanking economy, we follow Fern as she navigates through the Midwest. Chloe Zhao directs and writes this film as if it was a memoir to the failings of capitalism. It is just such a great and empowering piece. We're going to be seeing this all through awards time trust me and it is warranted um five snaps out of five it does begin streaming on hulu on february 19th my number four (laughs) child listen is the trial of the chicago seven i love me a melodrama okay 
but set it as a backdrop for some pivotal history. And I'm here for it all the way. And the trial of the Chicago 7 did that. In the vein of this film runs the corruption that is still trying to chokehold the United States democracy. And given recent events, this film, written and directed by the incomparable Aaron Sorkin, who wrote A Few Good Men, um... He did that show on HBO Newsroom. He wrote those. But his first directorial film was Molly's Game that I loved. That came out like back in 2017. So he is really, really a good writer. The cast is exceptional. But it's the execution of the film that cements it on many best lists. This film was able to evoke a consciousness that the atrocities laid out in the movie just will not stand anymore. It's brilliant. Five snaps out of five. And it is streaming on Netflix. Number three. I'm getting like emotional, guys, talking about this, okay? Number three. Oh, baby. One Night in Miami. The film directorial debut of Regina King is a masterclass of giving light and time to this monumentous story of one night where Malcolm X, Sam Cooke, Muhammad Ali, aka Cassius Clay, and Jim Brown sit and confront the shifts within their lives and culture. There were times that I stopped breathing and just fell into the film. Everything about it is on point and moves through the film without feeling daunting. There were a couple times that I just bawled. And at the credits, I could feel my heart shaking. I mean, my goodness, the relevancy, the history, the performances. Oh my gosh, this film is sheer perfection. Regina, you did that. Five snaps out of five. And it is streaming on Amazon. Number two. (laughs) This is my happy piece. Okay. Jingle Jangle. A Christmas Journey. Oh my gosh. This film came out of left field. And will go down. As one of the best Christmas films ever. The set design. The costuming. I'm predicting this will be an Oscar nominated turn for the um, wardrobe department. And the story is just grand and is steeped in redemption and forgiveness. Jingle Jangle is a monumental ode to the belief and magic of the holiday season. A predominantly black cast, including the underrated Anika Rose, legend Forrest Whitaker, and Keegan-Michael Kay, who all root the film in richness. But the star of the film is Journey Mills, and without her bravery, courage, and intelligence, the film wouldn't shine as brightly as it does. Written and directed by David E. Talbert, Jingle Jangle is sheer magic to anyone who watches it. Five snaps out of five, and it is streaming on Netflix. Okay. 
Here's number one, guys. <laughs> the Five Bloods. I was able to review this film on its opening day back in June. And it is still as powerful today as it was when I first watched it. I can still remember the cinematography, the euphoric, epic dialogue, and the twists and turns over the course of the film, and the performances of Delroy and Chadwick. Just, oh my goodness, the soundtrack ranked high on my music playlist, There's a Hint for You, as well, and it is safe to say that this Spike Lee joint, his cinematic ambition at its best, and is my pick for number one of this wild year, 2020, streaming on Netflix, five out of five. This was the first time where we were able to really view the Vietnam War through the eyes of black soldiers. And it is so damn good. The fact that this film came out in June and is still racking up the awards come December, come January, February, March, April, is telling as to how profound it is. So yes, baby, that is it. Livy's top 10 films of 2020. I am so tired. I'm taking my black self to bed. But (laughs) be on the lookout. This weekend, we will be um, publishing a few more episodes getting into this top 10 uh, music as well as series and Again, you just want to grab your drink and your popcorn and get on into it. (laughs) Ain't no light at the end of the tunnel on this one, save. Keep your hope up and let's go get them. All right, guys. Have a good one. Talk to you soon.